Greetings, my name is Yitzchak Shalom, and it is my pleasure to begin the study of Kiddushin in our Daf Yomi podcast here, coming from Young Israel of Century City in Los Angeles. Uh, the handout is a two-page handout, as we've done over the past few Masachot, and the first page, which is uh, numbered page zero, has an introduction to the Masachet and the first few topics, so please take a look at it. In the meantime, we will immediately plunge into the first Mishnah. Ha'isha nikneit b'shalosh drachim v'konat atzman b'shtei drachim. The topic of this first Mishnah is kinyane ishut, various ways in which a woman becomes associated with and then disassociated with a man, whether she's a regular isha or a yivama. And as we've said many times, Kiddushin, and I have this on the introductory page, Kiddushin is the first stage of marriage. It is that which essentially designates the woman to the man who has offered her Kiddushin and she has willingly accepted them, something we will touch on very soon in the Gemara. And um, at that point, she is forbidden to all other men a uh, situation that can only be remedied if uh, the Mekadesh gives her a get or if he dies. Um, but they are not yet married until they go through Nisuin, and we will not be dealing with Nisuin hardly at all in this Masachet. A woman can become uh, betrothed in three different ways, or three alternatives, and she can acquire herself in two ways. Uh, she can come acquired through kesef, something of value, star, which is a document, and bia, which is intimacy, which is relations. Now, kesef, says that the minimum amount of kesef that's valid for kedushin is a dinar or something worth a dinar. Uh, Beitila says it can be as small as a pruta, a pruta which is a very small coin. As we see, the pruta, it's one eighth of an isari talki, which is a small coin. Uh, dinar, parenthetically, is 192 times the value of a pruta, so their dispute is relatively polar and wide ranging. Not wide ranging, but the effect is wide. Now, the Konata Swambiget, she acquires her own self, either through Get or Mitatabal, if the husband dies. Ha'ivama can only become acquired to the Avam through Bia, but can become free either through Chalitza, meaning if he did not yet do Yibum, or Mitatayavam, if the Avam dies, once he already did Yibum, then just as with Mitatabal. Uh, just a parenthetic note, a methodological interest, and we'll have two of these in this year. One of them is about the Mishnah. If you look at the Mishnah carefully, you can discern four different chronological levels, because as we see both in the Gemara and in the writings of the Gaonim, uh, the Mishnah itself went through um, stages where statements that were clear to earlier Tanaim needed clarification for later Tanaim, and so you can discern the skeleton of a Mishnah that read, And that was it. 
And at a later point, and that was a memory tool. In other words, he is shot and he can three ways. We all know what the three are. At a later point, there became confusion, as we'll see in the Gemara, as to what the three were. So a later level had to be added in. At a later point, there was a dispute about the value of that kesef, and that was Beit Shemayin Beit Hillel. And yet, at a later point, there was some uh, ambiguity as to the value of a pruta, and that had to be it added in. This, of course, was all, uh, all of these layers were all added in or or in, integrated into the Mishnah by the time Rabbi Yudanasi received this Mishnah from the Batei Midrash and canonized it. Immediately we compare our Mishnah with the Mishnah at the beginning of Perak Bet, in which the uh, same scenario is dealt with, which is how do Kiddushin happen, but there it's presented from the husband's perspective, Ha'ish, and it's also presented, therefore, in the passive voice, which in the active voice, Ha'ish Mekadesh, as opposed to here the passive voice, Ha'ishani Kanait, and third is a different verb is used, there it's Mekadesh. The answer is that in our case, in our case, we're going to mention Kesef. The Kesef Menal, and how do we in general know that Kesef works for Kiddushan? We have a Gzerah Shavah from the purchase of the field of Ephron by Avraham, in which the verb Lakachat appears, as well as in our key verse. This is really not the principal verse of Kiddushan. But it has the same phrase, if a man takes a woman, I have given the money for the field, take it from me. Now there the kichah, if we look carefully, is really not about the field, but it's rather about the money. But the fact that that verb is used in that context gives us a clue that acquiring something via money could be called kichah. The kichah ikri kinyan, and I know that the deal of the cave of Machpelah was called the kinyan, dichtiv asadeh Avraham. When Avram is buried, it says that he is buried in the field that he acquired. So we know that that deal that went down with Ephron was a kinyan. Inami, we have another way to understand it. Sadot pakesef yiknu. That in Yirmiyahu, uh, when he talks about uh, purchasing fields and holding on to them and keeping the deeds for when they return from the exile, says fields are purchased with our kinyu are purchased with kesef. So therefore, wherever kesef is used, we have a kinyan. Therefore, since kesef appears in our Mishnah, we use Aishan niknet. Uh, and then we'll talk about what Hayishma Kadesh means. So there's two different ways to explain why we say Hayishan Niknet. One somewhat circuitous to go through the Fiat Cave of Machpelah, one very direct to go through the wording in Yirmiyahu. Either way, it's because of the appearance of Kesef, which of course is by far the most common mode of Kiddushin, even though it's only one of the three. Now, Now, so why don't we use the same verb in the second parak and that and say Ha'ish Koneh? The answer is Me'ikara In the first Mishnah, we wanted to use the wording that the Torah uses. Kiddushin is nowhere used in the Torah to describe marriage or betrothal, but it is used by the rabbis. So the rabbis wanted to introduce both terminologies. So why did the rabbis make up this phrase, Kiddushin, this word? Because when a man gives Kiddushin to a woman, she accepts it willingly, she then becomes prohibited to the rest of the world, just like a Hektesh, just as something is sanctified. Now, 
So why don't we, now we understand why we want the verb kone and the verb mekadesh to show both. But why don't we use ha, the, the verb kone in the active voice and say ha'ish kone? The answer is in our Mishnah. Since in the second half of the first part of the Mishnah, we want to mention her acquiring herself, which is from her perspective, therefore we want to have the first part of the first half, from her perspective, she is acquired. So why don't we have the whole thing be from his perspective, which is the man acquires her and then he gives her back to herself. Because one of the two ways in which he gets free is when he dies. That's not his doing. From heaven, God is freeing her, as it were. There's another way to answer this, which is if it had said Aish Koneh, I would think that even if he forces her into Kiddushin, it's valid. In other words, it's from his active voice. Therefore, it says a woman is acquired from her perspective, meaning only if she agrees are the Kiddushin valid. Now, once we've settled that, I have to say that it says my ear yeditani shalosh. Why did it say shalosh? Litni shloshat should say shloshat drachim. And the reason for that is that in an odd twist, numbers uh, in Hebrew after the number two are flipped so that what sounds like the masculine form shalosh arba chamesh is really the feminine form and vice versa. Shloshat arba chamesha is masculine. So for why do we use the feminine form? After all, the word derech is a neuter or really an, a, um, ambidextrous sort of noun, which can be both male and female. The answer is, Mishum the Kaboi, Lamitni Derach, because it's three, Drachim. Three is modifying the word Derach. The Derach Lashon Nekevahu, Derach is feminine. Dechtiv, Odata Lameta Derach, Yochu Va. Yitro says to Moshe, you will instruct them on the way, and they will go in it. But it is used in the feminine, Ba. Well, okay, so then we understand. And derech is feminine, therefore it's a shalosh drachim. But the Mishnah in Zavim says there are seven ways in which we check out a Zav. We ask him questions, say, did you eat too much? Did you drink too much wine? Did you jump around? Did you do these things? Perhaps that's why you saw what you saw, and that's why you are not a Zav. Uh, something that we dealt with in Nazir. At the end of Nazir, there it's in the masculine. Mishiva drachim is masculine. Nitni shava. The answer is Shem the Kavayim Nitni Derech because Shiva drachim Ashkan Derech Tikkun Ashot Zachar. Derech is also masculine. Tachtiv Derech Echad Yitzu Elachem Shiva Drachim Yanusu Lefanecha. That in the curse given to Am Yisrael, it says you will go out uh, against your enemies in one path, and um, uh, sorry, this is in the bracha. In, they will come out to you in one direction, and they will flee from you in seven different directions. So, so now we have a conflict or contradiction between the use of derach in the pasuk and shmot and in dvarim. And shmot, it's feminine, and dvarim, it's masculine. And also between the mishnayot and our mishnah, it's feminine, and the mishnah and zavim, it is masculine. How do we reconcile these? So, we do not have any conflict between the psukim. The answer that underlies this, of course, is that derech is a malleable noun that can go male, masculine, or feminine. Hacha de kai. In the pasuk, in shmot, it's talking about Torah. 
Torah ikri lashon nekirah. Torah itself is is feminine. Dichtiv Torah Adonai Tmima Mishivat Nafesh. It's all feminine. Katav lashon nekirah. Therefore, Rohudat Alaim at Derech. Derech there is the Derech of Torah. Therefore, Derech takes on the shadings of feminine. Yehuva. Hatam lachamakai. But in the pasuk in Dvarim, it's talking about war. Darko shel ishla sot machamah. Darka shel ishla lasot machamah. War is essentially a masculine endeavor. Katav lashon zachar. Therefore. Dera Bishiv Adrachim, it's written in the masculine form. Matnaita, Dadi Vokashir, our Mishnayot are also not in conflict. Sort of the same thing. Hachar, the Gabe Ishakai, in our Mishnah, we're talking about a woman. A woman is nicknamed, Kalabashon Nekeva, therefore it's Shalosh Nekeva. Hatan, Gabe Ishkai, there, in the case of Zavim, we're only talking about a man. Why? Darko Shalishli Badek, only a man gets asked these questions. Vain Darko Shalishli Badek, if a woman, she's Ziva, we don't ask her, did you eat something, you drink something, did you carry something? Why? Even if a woman um, saw ziva because of a uh, of a, a clear and obvious scientific reason, she ate something, drank something, ran somewhere, carried a heavy load, she's still tamei. So there's no reason to ask her the questions, as opposed to a zav who is only tamei if it's really a ziva, and therefore we have to ask them these questions. Therefore, tani lashon zachar. Therefore, the Mishnah and zavim uses derech as a masculine word. Now, my tamatani shalosh. So let's roll back. The entire reason that we used shalosh is mishum drachim, is because the word derech, that's ambidextrous, as it were. Neat dvarim, let's make it easy. Why don't we say haishanikneit b'shlosha dvarim, and therefore dvarim, which is always masculine, and we'll take the shlosha, and we won't have a problem. The answer is mishum l'kabay l'mitni bia, because one of the three ways is bia. The bia ikri derech. This is a provisional answer. Bia is called derech, as we have in the pasuk at the end of Mishlei Dichtiv. The derech gever be'alma, the way of the uh, eagle through the sky, and the way of the ship through the sea, and the way of a man with a girl. In other words, talking about bia. So again, derech yishem anafet. So now hatenach bia kesef shtar ma'ikel anemar. But bia is only one of the three ways. You have kesef and shtar there. So why does bia define that we have to say derech and therefore shalosh? Then the answer is shum bia. You're going to mention two are going to be affected by one. The answer is also there for bia. Bia, remember, is the essentially the core of the intimacy. Kesavistar are just vehicles by which to get them there. The other way to say it is Hamani Rabbi Shimon here. It could be that the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon, the Dorish time of the Torah. Why does the Torah describe Kiddushin as the man, as the active person, as the active one? If a woman is taken to a man, it's typical that a man goes searching for a woman and not vice versa. Mashal Adam Shavdalo Avedah. Now we go back to Breshit Bet. It's like a man who lost something. Mi Chozer Al Mi. Who looks for whom? Bal Avedah Chozer Al Bechazer Al Avedah The one who lost it goes and looks for his lost item. A man lost part of him in that famous operation in Gan Eden. So he goes looking for his other part. That's what Shimon's drasha. All right. So so far we've settled why we had to use Derech, either because it's the Derech of Kiddushin for the man to go after the woman. Or because of bia, which is called a derach, because it's derach, which can be masculine or feminine, therefore they use, in this case, the feminine shalosh, and all is fine, except for the following Mishnah. Why don't we say dvarim in the Mishnah Zavim? There are seven things that we use to check. 
The answer is Hatam Hakamashla, the darker the Mechlei Teralatuli de Ziva, the darker the Mishtai Teralatuli de Ziva. That it's the Derach, it's not just seven ways in which they, we ask, it's seven ways that could cause Ziva. This, it's the typical way of drinking too much wine or eating too much spicy food to lead to something that looks like Ziva. Ah, good, but now we've got a Mishnah in Bikurim, Vahadinan Etrog, Shavelinan, Begimel Drachim, that an Etrog is similar to a tree in three ways, and it's similar to vegetables in one way. This is as far as where, when we'd start its year as far as Masrot goes, and, um, and for Shemitah, etc. So, Litni Dvarim there, why doesn't it say Shaveli Lan Begimel Dvarim? Because the end of it is that it's like vegetables, so why doesn't it It's teaching you that the an etro grows in the same way as a vegetable. Just like vegetables typically grow both on irrigated and on rainwater, and their maaser follows when they are collected, not when they bloom, unlike a tree. Same thing, it's the way of an etrog to grow, both on irrigated and on rainwater, and therefore the maasrot of an etrog follow at the time that it was collected and not when it blossomed. No, we had it non koi. We have the koi, which is some sort of a strange animal. Another Mishnah in the second parak of Bikurim. It says a koi has got ways in which it's like a behema. Uh, that, that's the chelub is asur. It's ways in which it's shavela chaya. And that is, uh, that you have to kiss you Adam, and it's like a shabayma and a chaya, and it's shchita, and it's like neither, etc. So, lini dvarim, why don't you say dvarim? In the first parak of Gittin, we just saw the Mishnah a few months ago, says this is one of the manners. Um, that, yeah, when you come, you have to say, fun and nechtam, fun and it's true also for shikharavadim. This is one of the ways in which Gittim and shikharavadim are alike. Again, why don't we use the word dvarim? The entire sugya that we've seen is uh, informed by the assumption that drachim and dvarim are synonymous, and dvarim would be a much easier word because it would get us out of the gender problem with the number. Uh, but th- th- it's not the case. Why? Any time that there's some sort of a split, for instance, it's like this in certain ways and like that in certain ways. An etrog is like an elon in three ways, and it's like a yerik in one way. Then we use drachim, because drachim essentially means that there are ways that go here and ways that go there. Parenthetically, in our Mishnah, drachim has a different meaning. If you said that a woman is niknet begimel dvarim, you would think you'd have to do all three of them. Therefore, it says begimel drachim, and this Yerushalmi talks about, about the possibility that you need all three. It says gimel drachim, just like a derach, there's three ways to get somewhere. You can get for, into Manhattan from New Jersey via the George Washington Bridge, and you can get in via the Tappan Zee, and you get in via the Holland Tunnel. Those are drachim. You don't have to take all three of them to get in. Same way, you don't need to do Kasef Star and Bia. You could do any one of them, and that's why you have to use the word derech. Here it says, Any time that two things are absolutely analogous, we don't use drachim. We say dvarim. 
So there's two times in which drachim are going to be used. Either in which there's a split. This is the content, the what the, the Gemara is mentioning right now. Anytime there's a split, and sometimes it's it, it has ways and it's like this, and ways and it's like that. And the classic example is the etrog and also the koi. And the other one is drachim is when there are various options, each one of which will be successful. So for instance, we have seven questions we asked the Zav, and if the answer to any of them is positive, we've got to come to a successful conclusion of saying he's not Tomek. Did you eat too much? Did you drink too much? Any one of them answered properly is going to is going to be successful. He doesn't need to answer all of them. But in our case, uh, we've gotten to the etrog and the koi. We have this other concern. Dekanami, Diktani Seifa, Rebbe Lazar, who is cholek on the Mishnah about the etrog, says, Etrog shavilivan the chol davar, not the chol derech, shma minah. So you can see from there that davar is used whenever... It is an absolute analogy. Whenever it's a split analogy, in some ways it's like this, some ways it's like that. Hakoi is sometimes like a chai, and for some things like a behema, it uses derech. Plus our original contention, which is that derech is used when it's showing you alternative ways to get to the same place. Kedushin can happen through kasef, or through star, or through bia, but you do not need all three of them. Parenthetically, uh, many of the Rishonim pay no attention to this last sugya, and they pick up immediately after the Mishnah with the sugya that will be We'll begin in the next podcast. And the reason for that seems to be based on a comment by Rav Shuragon in his famous letter that he wrote to the community of Kirwan in the in the ninth century, in which he said uh, that this particular sugya was a svurai sugya, was not um, not authored. Uh, by the Amoraim. It's not a transcript of a discussion of the Amoraim. It's the later editors and redactors of the Gemara. And therefore, for the most part, the Rishonim ignored it, and their comments really begin after the Mishnah on Daf Gimel. In a second parenthesis, the uh, Yalfuta, the uh, inference, or the proof text, that the Gemara raises at the beginning for Kedush Kesef of Stei uh, Efron, is not the primary one. The primary one we will see uh, in two podcasts when we get to Daf Dalad Amud Bet and to Daf Hey Amud Aleph, the quote from the Sifri, which will give us all three ways in the mainstream drasha of Kikach Ishisha, Uve Allah, etc., etc. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day. We're excited to be starting our study of Masachet Kiddushin, the final Masachet and Seder Nashim.